not Mr. Anderson. That He's was the a guy line who he says gave. I couldn't remember his name, so I just said the thing that he That's said. Right. And yeah, so you were wrong. Oh, you knew exactly what I was saying, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you already said Hugo Weaving. <laughs> But that's like being like Elijah Wood, you know, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly like that. <laughs> Fundamentally wrong. He was also um, in Lord of the Rings. That's right. Yeah. It all oh, comes yeah. full circle. Elrond? Elrond, yeah. It all comes full circle. And it all I was trying, back to Hugo I was trying to think of an. I was trying to think of an Elrond uh, quote to do the thing, but I, I can't. The no. Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> okay. Gandalf! <laughs> you know. We are off to a great start. All right. Let's, let's get right into it. Welcome back to the Seven Star of the Right podcast. This is session 77. How y'all doing today? Feeling lucky. Feeling lucky? Mm-hmm. Just All like right. Clint Eastwood in his starring role as <laughs> Feeling Lucky. Dirty Harry? That's, yeah. <laughs> Also, I think he's asked, are you feeling lucky? No, he asked, asked, do you, punk? And welcome back to Seven Seats to the Right, (laughs) our film review podcast. I think the last time we did, we were talking about Johnny Depp. Anyway, what do you guys remember from the the last session that happened oh so many weeks ago? Well, (laughs) you can go first. You breathed in first. Sure. Yeah, I, I look to you because you are our master note taker. Yes, I but have so many notes. I'd, uh, so I, I can give us the broad strokes, and you can give us the yeah, the I'll details. fill in. So Demos, it's where we are now. We had a a, a shocking encounter with our favorite man, Tony, <laughs> uh, uh, the boy, the boy, the, the myth, myth, the, the legend. legend. He's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely in jail. We might leave him there. We'll see. Um, so yeah, we talked to him. Got his because he is being accused of murdering Dricht. And he says he didn't do it. He was breaking into Dricht's house for totally other reasons. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, I was doing a completely unrelated crime. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we heard his side of the story. Uh, we are currently in Dricht's house. We've been looking around. have corroborated what, what Tony told us pretty much. Found... Uh, was it like a crate with some like crystalline liquid of some description inside of Drake's workshop? We have now found the body, which is pretty much as it was described to us. And we've got some kind of like uh, holographic type message that has now spooked us. Yes. And that is where we left off, if I recall I, I would like to roll for spooks to figure out how, how spooked we are by this. But uh, yeah. yeah. Can we roll for spooks? I'm going to need this to be a mental saving throw, please. Saving throw. Yeah, this has to be a saving throw. Oh, I passed. Thank God. I wrote a one. Oh, I passed. Alex is terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Filling in slightly more things. We actually had a uh, four-step plan um, where the steps could be done in any order. It was go to Drick's lab. It was talk to Garnet Vox about the scene of the crime, which we've done a little bit, but I think we can do a little bit more digging there as well, possibly. We want to talk to the Obels about what was going on in the shipyard that same time, and then talking to Tony, I guess, says my notes. Um, And we did that part. We we had four things we could do, and we started with the talking to Tony. But yes, we are currently in the middle of 
checking out Drick's lab, home, combo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've found uh, Tony's katana underneath a bookcase, I think. I actually decided- found the word for it. It's called uh, a wakasashi. wakasashi. There you go. Thank you. It's not. It's larger nerds, than Tonto. Nerds, all of you. I was like, what? I looked up on the internet, what is a smaller katana? And that it is a uh, wakasashi. Wakasashi. Is smaller, why, why is the do, smaller katana. Okay. <laughs> so that's smaller katana. Waki Zashi. Waki Zashi. I did it. Cool. That's great. Awesome. Let's um, get a clean recording on that. <laughs> <laughs> Since when have we started doing that? That's no good. Waki Zashi. Waki Zashi. Okay. That's definitely the so, um, yeah, Absolutely. We found, we found that. Um, we've decided to leave it here because... No one's going to come in here for a really long time. So, right, because right. we can kinda, are superstitious about dead torques. That's Everyone's right. Scared of ghosts. Yeah. Scared of ghosts, mm-hmm. which is probably why the thing was being spooky. It's kind of a dick move, but I liked it. <laughs> that, that was exactly why. <laughs> Excellent. Boogity, <laughs> boogity. I'm just kidding. It's robots. <laughs> it's always robots. <laughs> Um, yeah, and also I'm currently running with the the theory that something was in the box of crystal liquid stuff other than crystal liquid stuff. That's my that's my what, what could theory. that crystal liquid stuff even be? Though? Oh yeah, I mean we're going to confirm this, but the current running theory is that it's honey core making stuff. Oh yeah. Also, honey. That makes sense. It's they're both the same thing. I actually have to find. I sent Jeff some shit, some notes. Um, yeah. So you guys, uh, just to, to 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 try and refresh everyone's uh, memory. So you guys entered entered this this workshop. This workshop had like three and a half rooms, as just described. It was a, a foyer, library study workshop and then like a little like loft, loft thing bedroom area yeah what do you mean reverend stuff that's not yeah. even in my notes yeah and so tony was found rummaging through the library i think micah found um evidence of the um the sword being used to pry open the window there there were a couple of things that were found in the 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 lab slash workshop area. You found the uh, there was like a courier package that was that ar- arrived that day with the 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 liquid. You noticed that addition. I think there was one of them that was broken. It saw that you found that one hardened when exposed to the air. The box itself was kind of was it hermetically sealed or something, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So you know, outside air couldn't get inside of it. That's right. And then, so how could someone be in the box? Everybody needs air. Why would someone be in that box, Kirsten? Because it's person sized. And if we haven't put someone in the box, then what even is the point <laughs> of it? Um, and then I can describe the, uh, the, the scene in the study again. So you guys walk in, you find a, a half crystallized torque shattered from kind of the waist down in a chair. Additionally, there is a pretty large, not super ornate, but like a nice desk, wooden desk 
that sits uh, in the in the middle of the room. I like my big wooden desk. Yeah. Stop <laughs> chuckling away over there. <laughs> you wouldn't have. I was silent. You I know you were. Have. I know. You've called attention to it. It's 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 a vibe that I continually go. I think I just I, I want, just want a, desk a big. Here wooden desk with just a whole bunch of drawers and secret compartments and stuff like that. I think that's just what I want in my life. Okay. And this is how I, how I obtain it. Right down. Imaginarily through my NPCs. Yeah, it'd be a pretty shitty office if you were like, and he has a fucking like folding table (laughs) with like the McQueen like (laughs) tablecloth over the top of it. Oh, you should have a race carpet. Um, you know, that that could be spot on for a torque. I could definitely see a torque having a race car bed. That um, actually drives. That's true. Um, there are even more bookshelves in here. Um, the the books on these shelves appear to be um a little bit more targeted towards, you know, robotics, anatomy of, you know, biological creatures, um, a little bit more focused on, you know, robotics movement. Uh, and then additionally, like programming. So it's perhaps the the library they had before was a little bit more mishmash, but this seems to be a, quite a bit more targeted um, than the ones that he maybe used a little bit more at hand. Um, so but we don't the, care about none of that right now because. <laughs> yes, because I think it was Micah who took a, a little bit of a closer look at the corpse. And then a hologram kind of appeared directly in front of you, mm-hmm. Micah, and went boo and like did a little little chuckle to it himself and then said, uh, hello, if you're seeing this VI program, I, Dricked, am dead. I was created in the event of premature crystallization or if the worst should happen. And at that, it just kind of stays there in, in a pretty neutral face. It, it's not like grinning or anything. It's just kind of waiting for some kind of response. Alex is terrified. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, into this. I'm going to look at it. Hey. <laughs> Can you t- probably not tell us what happened here? This is a pre, pre-made program. I, Drix, captured my mind at the end of every day. I am not aware of anything that happened prior to five days ago. Oh, that's very thorough. Mm. Five days ago. Is that when he died? Yes. <laughs> that was a question for Jeff. But sure. <laughs> you don't know that. You just assume that VI holiday. Yeah. Yes. That, so um, that's right. There was a, a quick discussion. Uh, I think Flux asked you what you guys were doing about four days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm. I know we knew this information. It's just been a month. Yep. I was making sure that all lines up. Th- that that lines up. Uh, can Alex see like a projector or anything that like the hologram is originating from, or is it just kind of like popped into the room? Yeah. So you take uh, a close look and notice that there, you know, from the the little you know floaties that kind of exist everywhere, mm-hmm. you notice that there are beams of light that seem to be coming from the right eye of Dricked. Okay. Ooh, cool. Um, not allowed, mister. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> okay. he, was, he was doing some things Sony that is, was not allowed to do. Sony has been bad. Um, hello, uh, Diamond. We are sorry for your loss of you. Um, great. Uh, so, so this is something you were expecting, or are you just 
paranoid. <laughs> Absolutely speak. paranoid. Got you. Got Completely you. Yes. and utterly paranoid. Wonderful. Not to speak ill of the dead, but you know, you have to remember them for what they were. Um, <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. What is your purpose? My purpose is to be able to divulge specific information to specific individuals if they come across this VI program. Drict, myself, really wanted certain pieces of information to live beyond himself should the worst happen. Uh, all right. Who can you tell us who the information's for? Can you tell us? <laughs> but, Do we get to know things? Maybe? That's hey, Dr. Samantha Calvin. Yeah, take a gander. <laughs> Look hey, over there. Right. Hold on, I lost I lost my place in my <laughs> notes. I have so many notes. <laughs> Please identify yourselves. Well, this is Dr. Samantha Calvin. Yeah, let's go with that. I um, am a mentally ill human. <laughs> uh, my, shit, what was my <laughs> fake name like three planets ago? <laughs> Are, are are we are we doing fake oh, names fuck. right now? <laughs> oh my god, Claire! You oh, can't I, double I, it up on me. I, like I, I, I am here as well. Are we, are we doing fake names oh, at the moment? Oh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm here you, as well. Sorry. No, I'm pretty sure you were not here. I, <laughs> no, I'm pretty I, sure he was. I think you were. I do not. Do, okay. It's just it's even more alarming because he's I, so I, tall. I can I can I can leave. <laughs> no, no, no. You can stay. You can stay. You're here already. All right. Um. Yeah. My name's Mike. This isn't a real. Living yeah. person. That's fine. Uh, uh, Claire, Claire, Claire Re Reynolds from Rusiame. If if we want to get specific, <laughs> is this the first time we've said her name on the podcast? Her full name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reynolds is such a normal last name. It is. <laughs> we need Star Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she, uh, it, way way back in time, she was described as Claire Watanabe. That's right. Um, yeah. Because she was getting adopted. Yeah, but we were assuming that was lies. Yes. Yeah. You know. And uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett says, uh, yes, I, I am uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett from Fistos. We were having a back and forth. And at that, the VI program says, in the realm of machines, do spirits dwell? <laughs> and Dr. Lucius Leggett kind of like, Goes, oh, oh, um, crap. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. Uh, in the tapestry of code and circus circuits, consciousness may swell. Oh and god, it rhymes. The the the, rhymes. the VI program then goes, answer accepted. <laughs> oh god, hello, Dr. Lucas <laughs> Yes, I was created in part to be able to divulge the information around my investigations into true AI. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> okay, okay, sweet. Do, do you know how to add breaks to an unbreaked AI? And at that, the, the, the VI program pauses momentarily and says, I'm sorry, my responses are limited. You must ask the right questions. Can you add breaks to an unbreaked AI? Theoretically, it might be possible. Can to, you can you add breaks? I have to change the I, I am unable to add breaks to a true AI, considering I am a VI 
without the ability to learn or apply the knowledge that I have. Were you the mortal, now deceased, Diamond Drift, would you be capable of breaking an unbreaked AI? Unclear. <laughs> okay. Could you tell us how to do that? I'm sorry. My responses are limited. You'll have to ask the right question. I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much right now. Yes or no, could you, are you capable of telling us? Both the deceased me and the me currently in front of you are unable to tell you how to break an unbreaked AI. Were the deceased you living... (laughs) Would they be capable of telling us how to break an unbreaked AI? Possibly unclear. <laughs> Wait, is that possibly unclear or possibly un- like it might be unclear? Drict possibly had the capability of breaking an unbreaked AI, but I am not able to answer that question completely. Are we are we on the same page here? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, All so right. viciously Notice going back that- and forth with ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, if my grandmother was very sick and this was the only way to save her, <laughs> how would you? Um, Notice upset because it's not an answer to that. There's not an easy answer to that question. And uh, Kirsten's upset because Jeff is quoting iRobot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm struggling between those two versions of emotions now. It's almost like this entire setup was literally just for me to be able to say that one line. Uh, it's a good line. It's I'll a good line. All right. Well, fine. Uh, Lucius Leggett, who's in your secret cult or whatever, is here. Uh, what can you tell him about true AIs then? That's your job, right? I, Drict, have a workshop in Neo Opus in a particular cybernetics lab. I would very much like you, Dr. Lucius Leggett, to travel there, obtain my research, and continue it. Sorry, where was that? Neo Opus. Neo Opus. New work. New work city. (laughs) New work city. (laughs) I mean, cool. It's a good thing to name it. Is there any other business you have in this city? No, I am dead. Is there any other, oh. sorry, you, the VI version of Drake, is there any other message and or thing you have, you should or were requested to do by the now deceased Drake or another related and <laughs> equally or less important uh, quark to perform in this city? That is the right question. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I hate you so much. Yes. An extension of that, to give some background information. I, Drict, knew Dr. Samantha Calvin, who I understand this person not to be, Mm, and Dr. Kyle Reed, when they were still alive. I, Drict, owe a lot to the two of them. There were some things that I did in my past that were... A megalomaniacal one could say, and I got in trouble with the authority at that time. They gave me opportunity after opportunity and forgave me of my mistakes. I wish to repay the favor back to them. The work that I'm currently doing is to create a true AI 
capable of accepting a mind seed prior to the flooding of the core with metadimensional energy, thereby bringing back both Dr. Samantha Calvin and Dr. Kyle Reed. You will need to obtain Dr. Kyle Reed's mind seed. It is on the space station Glazov 5 in the Magalka system. Metanar system. I always get those two. It's one of the two. It's nearby gal. You'll have to find it. <laughs> this is like that that beginning quest in Skyrim where they're like, go find that one thing. And you're always like, dude, we already got I that. Already, I already got that. I'm the, not, I'm not sharing that, claw. though. I'm not sharing that. Not, okay. As for Dr. Samantha Calvin's mind seed, it is my understanding that she met her end on Asimov 1. You will need to find that. In either the Magalka system or Metanar system. It's one the opposite two. one of the other one. It's one of the two. I always get Past the two Jeff, confused. why did you do this to you? It was randomized. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. You always have a choice. Always <laughs> God loves playing with dice. <laughs> Dr. Lucius Leggett, I ask you to continue my research. One, to better understand true AI technology, but then additionally to reunite the two of them once more. Sick. Nana is not happy about this. Wow. You know what? I'm curious. How do you know that I'm not Dr. Samantha Calvin? Because Dr. Samantha Calvin is dead. So are you. Yes. <laughs> I, Drict, am dead. You're but... not, you're not Drict, though. I, a VI copy of the mind of Drict from five days ago am not dead. Yes. You're different. But I, who I am copying, am dead. Are we trying to give him an existential crisis? (laughs) I'm busy having an existential crisis. I'm just trying to provide information here. (laughs) I can go back into the eye if you want. No, no, no. No, No, we'll Um, take that with us. (laughs) (laughs) We can take this man's eyes. So, Drix, could you tell us since your uh, most recent regeneration, what kind of progress you made on working on True AIs? We understand that you had built at least one in the past, but you still like have a, an academic interest in them now. Like, what do you remember that you could tell us? I have combined the work done by Dr. Samantha Calvin to focus the core into a single, smaller, confined space. Additionally, I have located and refurbished a core printing device. Mm -hmm. I have been unable to find a telekinetic, though, who could operate such a machine. Is that so? Where, <laughs> uh, where, where is this device? In my lab in Neo Opus. Sick. Uh, all right, yeah, what would using that entail if you had a telekinetic who could do that? Along with the schematics and a sufficient enough programming skill, one could theoretically over the course of several days program and create a true AI core. There are a few last formulas and programs to figure out, which I was hoping Dr. Lucius Leggett might be able to enlighten me of before my demise. 
Yeah. And you just, you found that this like some pretech that you happened upon. That's like a pretty big. I was able to use the information that I had at my fingertips, both within Neo Opus, as well as Jimena to I'll locate, identify, buy, and refurbish such a device. Cool. Cool. Okay. Do you know Uh, what Drict was doing right before he was started crystallizing? Unfortunately, I am a copy of Drick's mind the night he went to sleep before he passed. Hmm. I have no recollection of the day that he passed. Okay. Before we start doubling too deep into this, um, so to to kind of rescue Tony, <laughs> that absolute bastard. <laughs> um, Just the worst. I figure... We'll probably have to take a recording of this thing. Like if we walk out there, I don't know if they'll take us at our word, but if they, if we have like a recording um, that actually goes over everything just to like get everybody on board with what I'm, with my plan right now, we can have this thing explain what's going on. That's, I feel better evidence than anything that we can provide. So I have a couple of questions that I'm going to ask it at one point that will be recorded. Jeff. <laughs> I don't know who this Jeff is. <laughs> Sorry, I sneezed. Yeah? Is that, does that sound okay? Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm, he doesn't know, though. Yeah. What, what, um, what, what does this this show, um, this, this VI, other than, you know, Drict is dead and was perhaps doing some things that were something that a, a, a diamond of the, the Crystal Keepers should not be doing? Well, uh, that's something I'm hoping to uncover with my next couple of questions. Um, V.I. Drict, do you have any idea of Drick's schedule on the day uh, after you, uh, you know, uploaded the day that he presumably died? Do you have any idea what he was planning on doing that day? He was getting a shipment. Do you have uh, anything else that he was planning on doing after that shipment arrived? He was intending to utilize some of the shipment. The shipment contained a crystalline liquid that was used in the printing process of a true AI core. He was intending to go into Neo Opus during the night and perform some experiments on the crystallized liquid before buying the use of a skilled telekinetic in order to start the work of creating a true AI. Did he have any contact for this telekinetic? Not at the point at which I remember. Understood. Um, was he searching for a contact or had he begun searching? And you can see that it the almost like the <laughs> virtual cogs are, are going through the... the oh no, it's turning rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not have that data at hand at the moment. It was not at the forefront of his mind the day before he died. So you don't have 100% knowledge of, of, you're not a complete copy of his mind then? Correct. I am merely most of what he was thinking of before he passed. Do you know why Drict would have started crystallizing early? And at that, um, there's another pause and says, I cannot speak to the reasoning why the crystallization process started early. There are possibilities, 
he cared very much about the lab in Neo Opus and very much wanted no one to know about it other than the select people that he cared about knowing it. It's possible that if he were forced to show that information, that he would start the crystallization process early. But I cannot speak to exactly why. Did Drict suspect anyone or like any group in particular who were like a threat to him? Like I know you've said you're kind of paranoid, respect, fine. <laughs> um, but like who, yeah, he might expect to have an assassination attempt or who might try to force information out of him. Any like specific idea of who might want to do that? No. As far as Drick knew, there was no one who was trying to kill him or meant him ill will. Now, Jeff, remind me, based on Tony's story, Tony visited same day. That's correct. So this would then have no memory recollection of either that earlier meeting or the later. That is correct. Tony met with Drick the day that he died and then broke into Drick's workshop later that night. So it all happened within the same day. And, okay, it happened within the same day that, like, the five days ago, like, the timeline lines up with, with the VI. Yeah, so the, the, the day where all this happened was four, four days, days ago. ago. This copy is from five days ago. Basically the night before um, all this shit went down. Did we ask already about who was sending the shipment? Or just... No. Okay. Um, could you tell us where the shipment came from or the any information about <clears throat> what he was expecting? Yes, it was a special order from a Silverlight Systems, a robotics company in the Aglani system, particularly on the planet of Aeon. And at that, Dr. Lucius Leggett kind of um, brightens up and says, um, that's the, that's my old stomping grounds. Uh, it's very possible that they have something of, of that, of that type. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. Did Drick work with them a lot? On occasion, to get specialized robotics parts. Did um, Drick have a regular time that he performed an update on your mind or uploaded his, his mind? Yes, when he went to sleep, generally around 11 p.m. I see. Okay. When did Tony break into the house? Late, late, late. Yeah. But After he was already Atlanta. dead. So even if Tony broke in, yeah, that's fair. If Tony broke in after 11, that might be. Then he would, then this would mind would have been updated. Yeah. Mm. Do we have the timing on that? Do we want to go back and ask? Yeah, the guard said that it took five minutes from after he broke the silent alarm. So whenever the oh. silent alarm went off, cool. that's when Tony was in the house. Okay, that's timeline. Um, Let's get a clip of the hologram explaining shit. And like we don't we don't have to do it, but basically Alex will be like, you know, explain the situation, say you're not a ghost. <laughs> um trying not to show the body, trying to show like real like showing just like that the hologram is coming from the body at first and then not showing the body for the rest of the clip because that's uh, that's gross. <laughs> explain the situation, establish the timeline, say that the time of death had to have happened before eleven PM um for the robot not for the hologram not to have been updated. 
the day of the murder. Mm-hmm. And as you guys are, are going through this process, Claire um, pokes Nona on the, the side and says, have, have we asked it if, it if it knew that it came online, you know? Uh, when it came online? Do we know when it came online? Do we ask that? No, you should ask it. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Drick, VI, sir, do, do you know when you came online? Yes, according to my timestamps and going backwards, I would have come online around 3.56 p.m. four days ago. There you go. Good job, Claire. That was a good question. All right, like and subscribe. <laughs> I, I would like to uh, take a look at the eye and figure out what the... I'm not going to do anything right now, but potentially, can mm-hmm. this be brought with us? The eye? The Specifically the part that projects the... How how um, invasive Alex are you is being? Not, Alex is not recording this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Alex until after the recording. After the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. cybernetics to... from someone's body. It's, yeah, becoming it's a been a bit. It's, it's been, been a, a bit. bit. It's about time, isn't it? How invasive is Nona being right now? So basically, she's going to like be taking her cues from other people in the room. She still doesn't have a great sense of like what is inappropriate. <laughs> Um, so like, kind of like, you know, like reach out and then stop and look at everybody else. And then like, are you, no, no, are you, um, are you trying to she wanna, take the eye? Uh, it felt, seems like it would be useful to bring uh, the VI with us. I don't, I don't hate the idea the because idea. they're, they're <laughs> just not touching this, this body ever again. Right. That's the whole thing though. Yeah. They might never find out we could get away with it. Um, also, the body is dead. I would not do this with a living thing, and the eye provides okay, okay. immediate value. Good to know. Um, good that's to know. another like big, big good thing. Right, if it was down. just an eye, I probably would not want to do this at all. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Nana is taking mental notes on all of this. I guess, like, it feels kind of rude, but oh, it's yeah. highly disrespectful. I mean, it's, yeah, yes, it's yes. very disrespectful. But I mean, of the if, if, the eye or of the dead body. Uh, the dead body of the culture, mm. yeah, kind of all the above. But I mean, hmm. you're right; it is useful, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would want us to have. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, mean, we can tell ourselves. Drake is probably into some weird shit. That's, um, he seems like yeah. He seemed yeah. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Um, okay. It seems like. Yeah, the alternate option is we leave it here forever and it just continues to run until it runs down. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it to a vote. Um, Claire, I suppose we Claire can also Leggett. ask the VI. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna address it, but there's like a whole like there's a weird thing going on here where I'm not exactly like looking it in the eyes and just like I do not particularly like in- interacting with this thing. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, well, um, would it be okay with you if we took you with us? Sure. I got nothing else better to do. This is what I was meant to do, to provide information in the case of Drick's death. Or if the worst should happen. If the worst should happen. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm going to do that then. I'm going to steal All this right. man's eye. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, 
I assume other people look away at this. <laughs> yeah. You guys look at other things in the room. Take it like, just like, a, oh, I'm going to look also, over here. I want to be very clear that priority one here is not destroying it. If I don't think I can get it out without risk of destroying it, I won't do yeah. that. Yes. Okay. So you are going to be careful. Hmm. I'm going to need you to make a type of check. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> Probably an intelligence heal check. Okay. For how well you do this. Um, everyone else, what are you doing in the meantime? Uh, I'll help, honestly. I feel like amputations and stuff are right in Alex's will. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. That so makes sense. I'll let you guys take the better of the, the heal <laughs> checks that you guys roll. Well, I just rolled a six and a five on the dice, so oh, I'm feeling nice. pretty good about myself. So Alex assists on that. Micah, are you also helping? <laughs> no, you, no, you're no, rolling no. a die. You're starting to roll <laughs> a die. I was just was rolling just around the die in out. my hand. Uh, no. So, yeah. Freeze the crowd when you're doing eye surgery. I was planning to look around the room anyway, because we haven't really investigated this study. So while they're doing that, I will see what I can find around the place. Cool. Yeah. So one thing that you do notice um, as you take a, a look around, it's not particularly hidden. It's just kind of thrown underneath like where the chair would go of the desk. You notice a spent syringe. Can you make a, a, an int heal check for me, please? Sure. Eight. What you find is a spent syringe of squeal. Squeal. Is that a truth serum? Effectively, I'm mostly yes. trying to remember based off the name. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is <laughs> applied that. to someone. And, you know, truth serums in general can be a little bit iffy at times. This is probably one of the better ones out there. There's like some requirements like requiring someone to be restrained and, and some other things. And, you know, there's saves involved. But the essence is that if it's used on someone, they have to respond, you know, it, it, it both truthfully and they also have uh, their lips loosen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Johnny Tight Lips <laughs> squeals. <laughs> Johnny Tight Lips. Where did the doctor shoot you? I didn't say nothing. nothing. <laughs> what did we tell the doctor? Tell him to suck, suck a lemon. lemon. Anyway. Anyway. And so the Ritz was complete. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons have been referenced and all we may go in peace. Move on. <laughs> um, yeah. Huh. All right. So yeah. It, that it's seems a, pretty it's a, it's a truth serum. It's not, you know, 100%, but it, it, it gets the job done, like more so than, you know, other truth serums. All right. I'm going to leave that then on the floor where it is while they're still doing the work. But I'll mention like, hey, I, like I found something. Three, to two, one, much. yank. Three, <laughs> two, one, yank. Um, and actually, you, Alex, you, you start helping Nona, and you you both are a little familiar with cybernetics at this point for your for your various things. This eyeball is just straight up an eyeball. As you start to search, like, the cavity in the eye socket that the eyeball kind of rests, you notice that there's this very thin, thin metallic apparatus that is kind of like wedged between the the eye itself like uh -huh. the entire ball and the 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 socket mm. and Gross. you have to push things down a little bit out uh -huh. of the way and you pull it out but you notice that this this thin 
piece of metal mm -hmm. was probably projecting the light into the eye itself, bouncing it off of, you know, all of the things in there and then projecting it out the pupil. So you need an eye to actually project this. You you don't it there you could probably set up, you know, another lens or something to to project, but you can like when you talk, it doesn't project the hologram. Uh-huh. There's just kind of like diffused light that kind sure. of shines out of it. But if you ask the the VI program, um, it does respond. Gotcha. And so, so we can we can't see it, but we can still hear it, basically. That is correct. Okay. It's got audio and a bad flashlight. <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. He found a nice little loophole around cybernetic implants is shoving shit inside of you, I guess. <laughs> It's not replacing an eye. Oh it's just God. existing within the eye cavity. So, I am so you know, happy. Stepping around the rules. I swear I'm going to pass out. <laughs> now we have three different NPCs that we yeah. can forget exist. Get excited, everyone. Oh, God. All right. Um, all right. So you extracted that yeah. successfully. Um, yeah. So he mentioned... You know, aside from getting murdered, another way that uh, he might have chosen to do the crystallization is if someone was trying to force information out of him, right? Seems yep. like that that might that have been sense. what was going on. Yeah, I found this uh, syringe. Looks like oh. someone, yeah, looks like someone was, I assume, trying to use squeal on him to uh, to get him to squeal. At least that's what it looks like to me. There we go. Could we, like, I don't know run prints <laughs> is that a thing that that technology must exist somewhere right we yeah. could probably obtain this and in a way that we don't touch it and maybe bring it out of the house and then if we were to do that we could give it to the cops yeah roughly i, I can certainly do that <laughs> that's right you can float that's like your whole thing that's you like float things. Thing. god it's been so long yeah yeah you get you can absolutely do that um you guys would, it would probably be best to have, you know, a, someone's full workshop rather than just trying to do it right now. But mm. I, I would say, I, yeah, that seems pretty trivial. That's like, you know, tech three stuff. And you guys are generally like tech four. So th this okay. should be fairly feasible with the right tool set. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still yeah. giving it to the cops. Yeah, I, I got think. no problem giving it to the cops. Yeah. yeah um, they might not have the tech. They're not a big tech people, but, you know, at mm. the very least, it's kind of, it is evidence. Maybe we tell them about it and we can take it to New Opus, which seems a little bit more open to um, tech, stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, nothing else of interest that I've seen looking around the study. Um, can you all make like a wisdom nose check just to do like a quick once over? Yeah. No. Actually, that's not terrible. Nine. Got Nine. Eight. Eight. Sorry, just a sec. Nine plus uh, 11. Damn, wow, this is, you guys are doing pretty good. We're looking at stuff. We're yeah. going to solve this mystery, Jeff, and save so, our good buddy Tony. Everyone everyone does uh, a little look around the, um, the study, and you each find uh, a slightly different thing. Nona, one of the things that you notice kind of just in the rug itself is a long, thin black hair. You're not entirely sure where it came from. That's it's not Tony's hair color, and torques are hairless. Okay, we're gonna add that to the list of things to bring to the cops, but we're not gonna touch it yet. All right. I will also share this information with others. 
because mm. that's what I do. Micah, on a closer inspection of the desk, you notice that there is a button on the kind of inside panel. Like you were underneath, kind of look, look, see, saw the syringe, and then you looked over and you noticed that there was this button that was kind of set into the, the panel on the side. Do you press it? I do not immediately press it. No, I will share that it's there. <laughs> and then Alex, as you're taking a, a look around the room, you notice that there's a book that kind of stands out um, from everything else. So you, you take a look around the study and um, there are, are quite a few books that are related. Like a lot of these are, are nonfiction books. They're they're trying to dispense knowledge of some kind. One, however, appears to be a fiction book. It, it's a fiction book, really, really old, like leather bound, older than really a lot of the other things. It kind of stands out because of that. And you also notice that it, it's pulled out slightly and it is titled The Gold Bug by Edgar Allan Poe. Excellent. Oh, Ooh. I don't know oh. that one. I just started watching Fall of the House of Usher, so this is like perfect timing. Same. <laughs> I might as well do the, what? Sorry. <laughs> Hearing voices. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll pull that. So you 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 pull out this book, and it's fairly old, quite old, in fact, a lot older than a lot of the other books on the shelves, as, as previously mentioned, and you you. Look at it. It doesn't appear to have caused any mechanism to go. It is just a book. So you open it up and, and flip through it, and you notice that as soon as you open it, there is a, a memory stick kind of in the cutout pages of this book. Oh, great. I guess he wasn't actually a very big fiction fan. No, <laughs> that makes sense. Guys, um, found something else, too. And I'll hold up the uh, the stick. Um, something else, uh, Drict. I don't know if you like have an off switch, but I found a memory stick in a book. Do you have any notes on that? Did we like get an achievement? <laughs> yes. Hey! That is a map to the cybernetics clinic in Neo Opus. And avoid some areas of danger within the city. Wonderful. Great. We'll definitely keep this then. I'll put the book back. Uh, yeah, I also found this button under your desk. Could you uh, could you share what that is? Oh, yes. That is the hidden compartment within the desk to keep my important papers that I wanted to bring here to read over and take them from the lab. Cool. Is that like booby-trapped or could could we... No, it's not yep. booby-trapped. It's, right. it's just, it's hidden. Push it. Cool, I'm going to push that. Button. Push it! Is it, norm it normal-trapped? <laughs> it, it is normal-trapped. <laughs> Micah presses the button and the entire desk explodes. <laughs> um, no, you, yeah, you press a button and you hear uh, a little click. And the the actual, the, the top of the desk, which doesn't actually have anything on top of it, the, um, the, the lamination almost like pops off. And you notice that, like, how thick the desk was, it... it was hollowed out and so you you pull it open and you notice that there were a, a bunch of papers in here but they seem to be strewn about in fact there's a lot of area within this desk like things that could have been kept here and by looking at some of like where the dust placement was had at one point been kept there 
Um, but right now there's only a few errant papers, um, most of which seem to be like various receipts and stuff like that. Nothing hugely relevant to what you would expect Drick to have been working on. What's missing? Are you asking Drick? Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't see. Um, I would like to actually try and, if I can, I've got my data slab on me, which I'm hoping has a webcam or something on it. Sure, yeah. So you- Just uh, like literally just plug them into my computer and just be like, hey, you know, like. Ah, yes. We had previously taken back uh, quite a few pieces of information around building uh, a true AI, copying, you know, the core onto a, um, a, a template of some kind. And we were going over the notes there. Those all appear to be missing. These papers here are not relevant to the work that was being done at hand. I just don't like throwing out receipts. What a monster. <laughs> that was not set up. I keep them for tax purposes, okay? <laughs> Amazing. Um, do these get inherited by Dr. Leggett in keeping with your research or... Oh, sure. You can have the receipts if you want. Dr. Leggett? <laughs> um, no, I, I thank you, but I'm I'm all right. There's I, a couple coupons. I, <laughs> I don't need a, 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 fifth, a $5 off a $20 purchase of CBS. That's, that's and not, that receipt I, is long as shit. <laughs> that's a very old company, too. It's, that's, that's a pre-screen receipt. <laughs> uh, Jeff, this might be a question that you don't really want to answer. It, if we rifled through those receipts, would there be any interesting like contacts and people that he corresponded with that we could like get information of off of those? Yeah, you, you do a, a quick look, and it, it does appear that a good number of them are actually um, talking with Silverlight Systems and the Aglani system. There are a couple in in various other places. You actually notice that um, there were some materials that have been being purchased from. Uh, Nova Voxis and Everhaven, um, various, you know, components and stuff like that. Nothing hugely, like, revelatory, all stuff that you kind of knew to some extent. But, yeah. Okay. Great. Well, yeah, I guess I would guess whoever came in here also found the notes, too, and took those. Metatools don't come with, like, a UV light, do they? <laughs> we need the forensics. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't, but it's fine. Hurry it's a up. UV light. Like, the yeah. Metatool has a lot of things. You can have a UV light. Yeah. What do you... You don't I, have any of, like, the... What, the, yeah. the spray that makes anything glow? No. Yeah. Don't have anything useful <laughs> like that. I don't think it's been a bit, but I don't think we've been upstairs. That's true. Yet, so that is still a place we probably want to visit. But like, we've got, we've got the hair, we've got the syringe. We're gonna not touch those until we leave. Would be my guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we could have you like hover them onto something or into something or. Yeah, I mean, as long as, yeah, I, I could carry them individually. I could put them on a little tray. Yeah, I don't know how many how many things are you capable mm -hmm. of carrying at the same time. I can time. currently have three individual things. Amazing. So as long as we only find a maximum of one thing upstairs, we're set. Or we could just put them in a box. Or we could just yeah. put them in a box. But yeah, let's check out upstairs. Great. Yeah. So you guys, um, you head upstairs. It, it's a fairly small area, a pretty, you know, Spartan bed, 
um, a little nightstand and a small bathroom as well. Um, you know, full bath. It's got a standing shower. It's got a mirror and sink. Nothing hugely impressive or interesting. Just, you know, standard living quarters as far as you can tell. Does it look... Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, does it look like someone has, like, gone through the area? Does anything seem more unkempt than just, like, a normal person leaving their room would be? No, this... It's actually fairly clean. Um, Everything is pretty neat. The bed is made. Um, everything seems to be put in its place. Nothing seems to be missing. Cool. Okay. You go through hey. all of this shit. <laughs> yeah. You find his underwear. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Actually, one of the other things I wanted to look at is I was trying to figure out. So we've got, there's the box, right? Down in the workshop itself. That's correct. Um, and we, I think we determined last time, but I'd like confirmation. It can only be opened from the outside. Is that right? Or did I make that up? The box? Yeah. Um, because it was like sealed in some way. I mean, it's it was a, a hermetically sealed box. Right. But theoretically, if something had if something had something strong enough to open from the inside, it, there's nothing stopping it from opening from the inside. Okay. Like it was it was broken open, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's like, I didn't it's, realize that. It's not like there's a, a keypad or something like that that kind of opens it. it I was picturing more like latches or something. No, yeah. It, okay. it it's it's like a shipping container that is kind of like deformed in order to close it and then opening it, you kind of need to break it open. Okay. Like the stupid like clamshell seals. Yeah. Uh, or can... like putting a crowbar to something and then kind of like prying it open. Sure. Um being slightly obnoxious, can we actually tell whether it was open from the inside or the outside? Can you make, I don't know what the heck that would be, probably like an int. Because I read a lot of mystery novels. Check. And wherever the glass ends yeah. up. Or yeah, or like it's how coming the, from the other side. How the top is deformed or something like that. Yeah. He said int notice. Yeah. Cool. Anyone else can do this as well if they want to try and mm. figure this out. That is a six. I see nothing. Ooh, four. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't quite tell. I was also rolling, sorry. Oh, yeah, yep. I got a 10 on a notice check. <laughs> I do two things. I talk and I notice. That's I what Alex has been around so much. Uh, Many you uh, Nona and Mike are like, nah, I don't know. And then Alex's like, oh, get out of the way. Let me take a look. Um, and yeah, Alex, you notice that there appear to be some marks on the inside cover of the top of this that would either require a really long instrument in order to be made, like something that was slipped in from the inside, wedged in between, and so then like kind a of crowbar. Kept going. But like a, a long, really long crowbar. crowbar, which is not something that you would really expect to see. And used. we have not seen one of those yet. And uh, yeah, so the, the, there's marks that seem awfully far on the inside of the this shipping container that would seem unreasonable to have been made unless they were made after they were opened mm. um, or while it was closed from something from the inside. If that makes sense. 
Yeah. It wouldn't make sense to have these marks appear there just by opening something from the outside. Something would have had to have happened either after it was opened or before it was opened from the inside. Gotcha. Or like while it was like being made or like loaded or something. It Theoretically, yes. It would have gone in there. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I relay that to cool. the rest of the group. I think I'm... I want to take a minute to go through the books on robotics and see if I could figure out anything about true AIs, putting brakes on them, et cetera, et cetera. There's a one. lot of books on the on the, the like these shelves, yeah. and a lot of them are tangentially related. What yeah. are you looking for? Exactly? I'm specifically looking for an answer to how to fix Terra. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, all of like the true AI stuff you would have mm-hmm. expected would have been hid within the the desk itself. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Everything that is on the um that's kind of like being presented right now mm-hmm. is more around, you know, virtual intelligence and expert systems. And there may be some that are like kind of more philosophical arguments about sure. true AI. Okay. But nothing, you know, engineering related, like this is what how how you would do it. Fair enough. Um cool. Uh, that's literally all I think I want to do here. All right. I wouldn't like take a lot of extra time for this next idea, but if you were perusing books in the one room, mm-hmm. um, I could just go back to the library. I know there were a bunch of books on fauna. He seems to have some interest <laughs> there. Was there one for fauna on Demos? Uh, there was, yeah. Okay. Just like take nice. a quick scan, see if there are any interesting or dangerous animals. What's going right. to eat us later, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Demos was a successfully terraformed planet. It came from an originally pretty dead planet. So there was no like native biosphere. Um, Anything that was put here was put here by the humans that terraformed it. And Mm -hmm. so it's a very, it's it's the standard assortment of some Terran animals that you're familiar with. Um, some similar to the ones that would have been introduced to Fistos when the colony ship crashed into it, like cows, various, you know, farm animals. We're going to get eaten by cows. Uh, additionally, you know, some like animals that are good for the, the ecosystem, various birds and, and, and such. So, you know, nothing hugely uh, menacing. Um, there are like a few predators in order to keep like the ecosystem together. So like packs of wolves, some bears and stuff like that. Okay. But nothing like out of the ordinary or strange or no mega fauna. We're not talking about like worms and no, yeah. all, all that jazz. Okay. Nice. That's a good thought though. <laughs> good job. Good to know. And if we find something spooky out there, then it's not supposed to be here. Well, the thing that is spooky out there is the fact that the air literally eats your flesh. Mm-hmm. I oh, think well, yeah. that's the main. That's, 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 that. that's the main environmental but hazard. It, how much would it suck to like solve that problem and then get out there and then just a giant <laughs> <laughs> mouth comes out of a cave and just nom, eats you? Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, exactly. And also there's dragons. <laughs> also there's dragons. Um, an- another thought has occurred to Alex that he wants to asterisk um and so so he'll say um Dricht, do you have a memory on things that have happened after you came online like if you were asked about us would you answer i am unable to form new memories or okay. learn 
from anything that occurred. All I can Same. do is answer <laughs> questions about the state of Drick's mind five days ago. Wonderful. Okay. Perfect. That's it. <laughs> all right. What, what else do you guys do? That's literally all I got. You're definitely mm-hmm. leaving Tony's wakasashi. <laughs> Waki. I mean, w- wakisashi. I'm worried about it. bringing it out. Oh, um, actually, I, I just thought of another question for Drix that I didn't write down. I'm like, always here. I yeah. never so leave. So glad we took this eye. I know, how right? Pr- how do you pronounce this thing? Like, what is, <laughs> like, what is this? What kind of sword is this? Have you ever seen this before? No. <laughs> I have never seen that sword before. It yeah. seems like it would go with some kind of weeb. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know... What, how difficult would it be to shatter a crystallized torque? Like, is the sword something that could have been used to do that? We were told this was a defense mechanism, so presumably it's, like, fairly hard. It would require quite a lot of force in order to shatter a crystallized torque. Not an exceedingly large amount of force, but a blunt attack several times could easily shatter. So a normal human could do that with this weapon? With this particular weapon? Possibly not. It might, this particular weapon is more for slashing. Hmm. But if a human had like a hammer? And a chisel, yeah. (laughs) Or just a hammer. It would take a little bit longer, but yeah. Hmm. Needs like pointed, blunted force tends to be the, um, the downfall. Gotcha. Uh, just double checking, is there any of that around the study where the wherever the body is? Uh Looking not for stuff that could be used to do that. Not that you uh, like on your inspections was able to find. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go. All right. All right. Seems okay. like now that's I'm about done. it. I think I think we have everything we need here, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if are there any just like little containers or boxes that I could put our evidence in so it doesn't get, like, jostled or touched while we're walking back to the station. Yeah, there's plenty of containers that you can find within the the workshop that you can kind of, like, either find empty ones or dump out the contents of. Okay, yeah, so I'll take our hair and syringe and pop those in one of those, and I'll levitate the box as we leave. Is... Garnet Vox still outside waiting for us. I was <laughs> mm-hmm. unclear about yeah, this. Yeah, they are. Um, uh-huh. Like uh, uh, several, several um, tens of yards away, um, just kind of standing at attention, watching you guys approach. Great. All right. Well, um, Garnet, I believe that our investigation is finished. Um, is it best that we talk back at the the building we're in, station? Yeah, that's probably the best place. Gotcha. Okay. Let's go. You guys go all the way back to where Ruby Flux first took you guys all, and you have reconvened. Um, I pop my head into like Tony's cell, and I knock on the glass. And when he looks up, I give him like a thumbs down. I I shake my head and I walk out. He visibly deflates. <laughs> Drag a thumb across the neck, you're dead. <laughs> Y'all are mean. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I like I'm not this doing joke, that. But uh, you're taking no, this no, no. too far. Micah didn't actually do that. I'm going to kill Being you. Being mean is not nice. No, no. All right. 
Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we can, we'll talk to Ruby Flex or whoever they want <sighs> yeah, us to report to. I also to. don't remember what color Tony's hair is or really anything about Tony other than we hate him. And uh, he flies the laughing devil. I thought he had like a red or like a purple streak in his hair, but I might have made that he has, up. He has a white streak, streak in right, his hair. Of course enough. he does. Um, Because he's he's cool. Edgy anime <laughs> boy. He's cool like But he's that. not the main character. He's mm. the, the white-haired guy on the side who's just, you know. He's, he's a, been through trauma yeah. and left a white streak yeah. in his hair. Oh, love that. But I could fix him. He's the... <laughs> His hair used to be jet black, jet raven black. Um, Let's hope it wasn't his part of my thought. (laughs) So looking at his description, he he is a wiry, spindly man. He does have spiky black hair with a white stripe that's held up by a dark green bandana. On the collar of his jacket is flipped over the sides of his neck, and it's possible to make out the tattoo of a playing card joker on the right side of his neck. Already we got to the relevant part. How likely is it that this is his hair? It's too long to be his hair. Okay, okay, that's nice. We like that. All right. Very well. Did it, what if it came from his rat tail? <laughs> oh, <laughs> then it's the perfect size. Oh, oh. You're dead, Tony. <laughs> you, you better fucking cut that off. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, okay, yeah. So I, I'm intending to share, at the very least, this physical evidence with uh, Garnet Fox. Ruby. That's who we're hanging out with. Or yeah, that's who we've been following around for a while. So like that, and you've got your recording of the. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So where where do we end up? Where like when we're brought into the building, you know, do ruin you Tony's like any like last chance of hope, and then um, and then what are we brought to like a room to do a report or where are we? Um, it, it depends on what you guys want to do. I you, there was still theoretically some additional conversations that you were looking to have with the opals or yep. you know talking um, through the the events with um, Garnet. Um, that's right. I I think we... I d- are you ready to give your report to, to Ruby Flux right I now? I think we want to do an update. I don't think we want to be like, hey, we've solved it, push the big red button. Mm-hmm. But like, we've got some stuff that really probably we should not be just carrying around with us. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like some okay. things. So I think we shared that now and kind of do like a, here's an update. We're not done, but... yeah. And, all right, so you guys would relay this to Garnet Vox, and uh, they would have uh, called ahead to get Ruby Flux in. And so when you guys enter kind of the, the same interrogation room that you guys were in before when you were first brought in, mm-hmm. uh, you find Ruby Flux already there kind of going over some information in front of them. It sees you all arrive and says, yes, um, sit, sit. What has your initial investigation found? I've heard from Garnet Vox that there's been some findings. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, one of the things that we're able to establish is, um, I guess, just to like establish an, an order of things, we spoke to Garnet Vox um, and achieved a, a kind of time frame for when your suspect broke into the building. Uh, Garnet Vox, can you just kind of repeat your uh, events from the moment that the silent alarm tripped, about what time that appeared, um, and then the time that you arrived on the scene? Yeah. Um, silent alarm tripped round 10 p.m. I got over in about five minutes, found that 
um, the uh, one of the exterior windows had been broken into and found the captured individual, Tony, in the library, rummaging through some books. Right. And how many days ago was this? This was four days ago. Great. The same day that we found Drek a little bit later. Wonderful. So we have investigated the scene of the crime. Um, and while we were there, uh, found a couple of interesting things, namely in the uh, study where the body we confirmed, you know, is. Um, we found a used syringe of a truth serum along with a long black hair which does not fit the suspect's hair. I went and double-checked um, <laughs> just before this. Uh, so aside from that, we also found a device that Diamond Dricked had set up to trigger um, should anybody come and investigate the body. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yes, um, I have a recording of it. It does include an image of the body. Um, if but if you are at all interested in seeing it, um, I'm I'm happy to show it to you. But it was a holographic image that um, is a virtual intelligence. We were able to ask it questions, um, and it was essentially a conversation uh, or, or something capable of conversation that was regularly updated with some of Diamond Rick's um, memories. Speaking to that hologram, we established a time of death uh, for the diamond at, what was it? 3.56 p.m. Uh, long before your suspect had entered the building. And Flux kind of looks over to Vox at that and says, These, um, do you have these, these items on you at the moment? Well, we've got the, I think we've brought with us and kind of put in yeah, front yeah. of us mm -hmm. the the squeal and the, the hair. Um, I think we were intending to present the recording as the sort of, that. that's when we captured, I think we got yeah. the time of death on that recording. So it's on Alex's phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, a, I have a recording of the hologram, but um, again, if you want to see it, it's on the screen. It's on my, it's on my compad. So yes, I, um, I would like to see it. Thank you. Wonderful. Okay. And so... The body you, is in the opening shots. Um, if you wait five seconds, you will not be in view. Content warning. And so Ruby Flux takes takes the compad from you and watches the, the video with pretty intense scrutiny, like just looking at it hard as everything gets said. Doesn't say a word as, as the entire thing happens. Doesn't like pause and ask for, for like follow-up questions. And it plays to the completion, you know, talking about all of the things that you asked it, including with the 356 being when it came online. And then when the video ends, they hand the combat back to you and kind of sits down, kind of sinks into their chair a little bit more and leans back and says, hmm. Hmm. Right. Um, I'll let you kind of mold that over for a little bit. That's the evidence we have as it relates to Tony, the suspect. While we were investigating, we also found 
a shipment that had arrived for uh, Diamond Drix, which I believe that the guns can uh, corroborate. There was a shipment that, that appeared. Um, we found some suspicious markings on the inside of the container, along with some damaged bits of the shipment that give us a little bit of pause. So, you know, our, our big update is the evidence around your current suspect and some questions that we will continue to investigate on. If not Tony, then who? Mm. Very well. Um, thank you for your your, uh, your continued investigation into this. Um, this has been a very thorough investigation, but I was recently notified uh, that you know the suspect as um, you guys can take a look at, at Garnet Vox, who kind of does like an eye shift. <laughs> I mean, didn't we, we came here. Oh, we know the suspect. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Drake. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tony. You know, Tony. Yeah. We, so we were, we did meet prior to arriving on the planet, but knowing is very different from liking. <laughs> I assure you, I have no goodwill towards that man. <laughs> All right. Well, I want you to understand that given these circumstances, I would still like you to continue this in exchange for uh, the um, the maintenance of your ship's, you know, thrusters. I, yeah. Do I have your permission to work start work on the ship? We have done our investigation and diagnostics, and it appears to be... A fairly simple fix. I believe uh, work on the outside is fine. I would like to keep the cargo hold sealed. I don't want people messing with the inside of my ship. Very well. That might make some things a little bit more difficult in certain circumstances, but... We can also arrange a supervised... Like, I'm, I'm okay with letting people inside if I'm also there. Very well. Understood. We might then keep the internal uh, upkeep that we might need to do. Uh, put that on the back burner until you can oversee that. But given all of this, I do hope that you understand there is some additional scrutiny to the findings that you have, considering that you know the sub, the suspect. Do any of okay. us have long black hair? How is this um, hair is kind of like... Auburn is you might how long are we talking? Because <laughs> Micah has like a bob, right? Yeah. It could be about your length. Cool. Okay, but we weren't here five days ago, as as we know. That's yeah. right, but we're the only ones who found the hair. Mm. Everybody well, needs yeah. to stop having black hair. There are other colors. Um, yeah. Are you guys like equipped to do forensics and like check whose hair it is, that kind of thing? Uh, we could probably throw something together. Um, that should be fairly straightforward. Looking for fingerprints or the like. Cool. Yeah, great. It's not mine. So we, <laughs> cool. We swear. Pinky <laughs> promise. Well, thank you for keeping me informed about this uh, investigation. It does appear that there's more happening here than perhaps meets the eye. Cool. Glad to hear. That's it. Yeah. Peace out. All right. Thank okay, you. Down. Goodbye. Is there, is there any other additional things we wanted to talk to uh, 
Garnet Vox about as the person who was on the scene. I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. Did we not like kind of have that conversation already? We did, but yeah. then there was mention of maybe there are more things to discuss, mm-hmm. and I do not remember what those things are. I think you guys have asked you asked him some questions about his day, but not like his entire day, like from start to finish. <laughs> What'd you do today, Bay? <laughs> like you, 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 you asked like around the incident itself, That's but right. nothing like. Really, it was really focused around Tony and yeah. when you found Tony, how you found Tony, some of the things around that. I guess we could ask now that we've got another person, we could just be asking about, was there another person who came to the planet, right? Yeah, we talked about the shipment a little bit last time, but we could, I don't know, like ask more about, because I think that uh, they like received the shipment and we would like dropped it off at. The opals, the opals did. The opals did. The opals were they overseeing were the, um, the the shipyard, okay. but um, Vox was the one that delivered okay. the um, the crate to Drick's residence. Okay, cool. I mean, there's there's probably some things around that. I just yeah. Uh, I guess like as we're like being walked out, presumably by the Garnet, can we be like, so you you. Brought the shipment container to uh, Diamond Drick's home, yeah? Yeah. Right? In the morning. Early in the morning. Okay. Um, Your torches are becoming more Ursa Media. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them different from one another. <laughs> Great. Just a single box. Um, did you have any issues transporting that, or was it like a really smooth journey to, to the house? Mm any yelps from the inside <laughs> no nothing like that it was you know pretty heavy had to you know get a um an apparatus to to move it from the shipyard to the residence but you know that's no i mean you shouldn't lift more than like 30 pounds on it's not good for your lower it's back not good for your lower back um no I, that's that makes sense great Smooth, smooth Do you journey, know no drops. Okay. Where it came from? Like, what ship did it come off of? And came from a Silverlight system ship. There were the couriers for him. Okay, it sounds right. Did you bring it right to his lab, or was a different place to? Yep. It's like drop off. Shipyard to the residence with the the workshop. Dropped it right there in the lab for him. Okay. Was quite excited to see it. Okay. Very good. Cool. Hmm? Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I love you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I I need to escort you from place to place unless you're going back to your ship. No, uh, yeah. That's right. Oh, right. Okay, where are we going next? Uh, uh, well, go, I, uh, we yeah. should go talk to the Opals. I actually have, like, a few things I want to ask Dr. Leggett in private. Can I just text him? Or do you can we just need like to break off from? And, and, okay. Yeah. Like as long as you're not in an active, you know, yeah. earshot, like, or someone else can like, I'm not going to require you to text this back and forth, but <laughs> it, because be I will. Claire you, you, can, you can be, you can be sneaky, sneaky about, about this it. if you, if you want, if you just want to ask something on the down low. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, you said that silver light systems, you have some familiarity. Yes. Uh, yes, it's it was my previous company where I worked with with Doctor Deacon Adams. Yeah, okay, that's what that's what I thought. Yes, this is 
I, I don't know if he has any contacts there still. It's possible that he could have intercepted some kind of communication or perhaps acted as Silverlight Systems to direct, kind of acting as an in-between. I'm not sure. But it, it doesn't make any sense. He 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 was on Fistos right. four days ago. I'm I'm looking for uh colleagues, collaborators. To who worked with Deacon. Hmm. All of my colleagues, I suppose I didn't suspect Deacon to be a part of this to begin with. I, I, I guess there are other colleagues of mine that could theoretically have been involved. But most of most of my colleagues were, were searching for, for Troy, where it seems like Deacon is, is trying to keep that information under wraps. I'm, I suppose there could be a conspiracy of some kind. A- anybody with the long black hair? And he, he thinks on that for a moment. He says, um, no one that immediately comes to mind. Um, maybe a, a, a few uh, associates, but no, no lead researchers. Okay. So where are you guys head next? I think we're going to go talk to the Opals. All right. So you guys um, ask uh, Garnet Vox, you know, hey, where are these guys stationed right now? They're 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 stationed at the shipyard. They, they kind it's of like do their thing. Yeah, I mean, so all three of them are a part of Drick's honor guard. So they kind of you know go around doing that particular job, um, and then the Opals as well are their other responsibilities is the shipyard. And so you guys make your way to the shipyard. You see again the Laughing Devil and the Phoenix. And then additionally, the the two opals that you had met before, Beaker and Crux, thick-armed barrel-chested torque with gray skin, turquoise flex, and a crooked nose. Goes That's me, Beaker. Me, me, me. And then <laughs> Crux is, um, yes. Meep, 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 meep. Exactly. And then Crux, uh, a gray-skinned torque with ruby flex and a clipped left ear. You guys approach, and they are seem a little bit more animated than 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 Vox and Flux. Um, and as you approach, we'll take the rest of that next time on Seven Star to the Right, <laughs> the podcast that we are currently doing. What's going to happen over here? I just, I, you're going to take a whole You guys are going to have like a whole conversation with them and my timer just went off and we're doing a double session as well. And then they jump us. It was an inside jump. We'll find them next time. They stab you. No. To death. To death. Everybody roll up in And thus ends the seven stars of the right. Thought you had a good time. Could you imagine (laughs) how annoyed people would be if we just rock fall, everyone dies, like right now, and then just stop? (laughs) Yeah, and then just don't do it.